welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 59 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. Do you know what this episode is? This episode is coming out on January 17th, and that is, it happens to be, the day before my birthday. So this is the birthday episode. It's going to be short and sweet and about something that is really important to me that I've been focusing on lately. And so it is my birthday gift to you because on my actual birthday, I am going to be driving up to Mammoth with my children and a couple of other families that we're going to go stay in a house with. And we're going to ski for a couple of days because that is what I love to do. I love to do it in general. And I love to do it with people that I love was having a conversation today with someone. She said, why do you love to ski? And I said, I love the act of it. It's one of my favorite things to do, to fly down a mountain. And oftentimes I'll like have one headphone in and I'll listen to something really good. And I just love the feeling of speed and I love the feeling of movement. I love the cold air. I love how it feels kind of wild and free and fast. I love things like that. I also love scuba diving. But I also love doing things with people that I love that aren't centered around sitting and eating. Food is great. And our society is so food-centric socially. And we were talking about this, which is why I'm sharing it with you here, is because I really enjoy when folks invite other people to do something that's not sit and eat. And of course, I also love to sit and eat and to go have meals with people and how can we mix it up a little bit? Just because we are in our, you know, some of us, some of you listening, we're in not in our 20s anymore, maybe. Maybe some of you are, but we can still go dancing. <laughs> we can still go out and have crazy adventures. And one thing that I love is to take people that I love to do things, to go hiking and walking and dancing and adventuring and to head out of the house and not know where we're going and just experience stuff together. My two best friends abducted me yesterday for my birthday and they know me well. And so they took me to a breathing class and then a cold plunge. They both did a cold plunge for the first time in their lives. And so I got to be with two people who are so precious to me and watch them experience freezing cold water for the first time, like watch them experience that and overcome it and breathe through it. And then we all went and sat in a hot tub and did it a couple of times and then went to a sauna after that and walked on the beach. So I just so fun. Here's a little plug for you to think about how can you expand your thinking about how you spend time with other people? Because our relationships are everything. And when we can make them magic and do really fun things that are a little bit outside of how we normally think. It can just make incredible connections and memories. And eating is rad too. But that's my plug. And the other reason why I love to ski is because it's a day of being physical with people that I love. So for this birthday episode today, I'm going to tell you a story about last week 
And it's happened to be this incredibly illustrative moment to illustrate something that I have been thinking about sharing with all of you, which is going to be the theme of the podcast today. So I was with my kids at home and it was a Thursday night. We had had a full day of school and work and a full week of school and work and all of the things involved in family life. I had lots of school board stuff going on. And I happened to have a friend from the UK in town that Thursday night who had asked us to save the evening to spend with her. She's someone I adore. She's actually been on the podcast. She lives on a boat. So go back and listen to Living on a Boat if you haven't yet. She's hilarious and wonderful and inspiring. And so I really wanted to spend this night with her. We went, we hung out, we had a wonderful night. We got home. And the next morning I was getting up at a little bit before 4 a.m. to go with my partner to San Francisco, to Oakland actually, and lead a full day retreat with some amazing, amazing people that we've served for a couple of years. Actually, not a full day. We were going to be gone for a full day, but I was leading about five hours of facilitating about five hours of content. So here I am, Thursday night. My two kids are with me and by myself with them, trying to get them ready for bed, settled in, and also to prepare everything I needed for the next day. Running around, (laughs) geeking out on exactly kind of how my stuff is set up. I have all of the technology that I need, the dongles, (laughs) all of the things to project our content, all of the facilitation scripts and prompts that I'll need. I have my professional outfit, my airplane outfit. We actually booked some extra hours on the end of the trip so that she and I, my partner and I could just hang out and debrief and go in a hot tub together. So I actually brought a bathing suit and sandals and all the different paraphernalia for different experiences the next day. And most of all, I had to get my head in the game to facilitate all of this content for these beautiful people. These are executives in an organization that serves underprivileged youth or just serves youth of all different kinds. And so they're really incredible, incredible people. I wanted to do a great job for them. So I'm running around, getting everything packed, getting everything ready. And I started to feel myself feel stress. Like, I got to get the kids to bed. They're going to be up a little bit later. If I don't get all of this done, oh, I shouldn't have left myself this little time to do this, even though I intentionally knew it was going to be a tricky night and I intentionally chose to do it anyway so I could see my friend who's I never get to see and seen her in a couple of years in person. And as I was running around noticing that I was I was packing my <laughs> bathing suit, and my flip-flops in a packing cube and my like facilitation sweater that I really love and the earrings that go with it in a different cube that I'll change into in the Uber because I'm going to wear comfy airport clothes on the way there. (laughs) And, you know, as I'm packing all this up, I sort of feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this right. The stress of it. And I notice this in myself, putting out my clipboard and my dongles. And I paused. I heard my kids in the other room. I noticed my stress about not having enough time and them needing to get in bed. And I thought, wait a gall dang second. (laughs) Paused. And I thought, this is exactly the life I wanted 
I am living exactly what I dreamed about two years ago. When I left my job as a vice president in an organization where I was working nine to five plus, way plus, (laughs) nine to eight, maybe, I loved that job and that organization. And what I dreamed of was having lots of time with my kids, having the flexibility to go see friends when they're visiting me from their life on a boat. (laughs) And I say she's from the UK, but she was actually, the last time I spoke with her, she was in the Strait of Gibraltar. So this incredible friend, I had the flexibility to be with my kids all afternoon, pick them up at three, go eat dinner with my friend and talk story and giggle and laugh, and then come home. And I have the bandwidth in my schedule to choose to dedicate volunteer hours to being on the board of trustees for my children's school. And so I pause, I think of all this and I think I am about to pack all of my clothes, put my beautiful children to bed that are my precious children I always dreamed of having. Yeah. And then wake up super early in the morning, make myself delicious coffee, take a quick shower, and then go with one of my favorite people in the world who happens to be my business partner and go get in an Uber to spend the entire day together laughing and doing high impact work for an organization that has an incredible mission in the world. It is such an honor and a privilege to do that. And I get to do the whole thing the whole day talking about things that I feel mastery over, that I feel confidence in speaking about, that I love talking about. We were talking about sort of racy frameworks and distributing work so that they can scale as an organization with a bunch of funding that has come into their organization. We also talked about some different coaching aspects and professional development and developing a vision for their leadership brand. I love all of this stuff. I love these people, brilliant people. And I love my partner. And I thought about how two years ago, we were so unsure of if any of this was going to work. We left our roles and I started to pieces of work. One was my own individual coaching practice in the Bloom Room and this podcast and all the coaching I do with individuals and groups. And the other half is the organizational work that I do with my partner. And here I am two years later living it. And it completely turned this moment around for me. And I wanted to share it with you. It went from stressed about whether I'm going to have the right stuff or do I have enough time or why did I not give myself enough time? And it completely took a 180 with that one pause. And I thought, wait a minute, I built this on purpose. This is my dream. I am going to finish packing this thing, go get seven hours of sleep instead of eight and a half and have the best day ever doing important work in the world. I'm going to love every minute of tomorrow. I'm not going to get on the plane and start stressing myself out about whether I know the content well enough or not. I am going to get on the plane and know this is exactly, exactly the life I wanted to create for myself. And we did that. And my partner, Maggie, and I, we laughed about it. I told her about that story and we talked about how much it took to get to where we are and how grateful we are and how we're not taking a second of each other or this work for granted. And what that is called, my friends, is hedonistic adaptation. That is exactly what I was doing. This is a psychological term 
that describes how, for instance, we will want to get married so badly or we'll want a partner of romantic interest so badly. And we'll think that once we have that, we're going to be happy. And then the minute that we're married or we have a partner, we start seeing all the things that are wrong with that. And we want something else. We want, it's that keeping up with the Joneses mentality, the psychological term for that. I just, once I have owned my own house, I'll be good. Then we own our own house and we see all of the things that are hard about owning our own house. And we just want a bigger house or a house in a different place. And this is something that is so common in the function of the human brain. And I saw it in myself that day. I started seeing myself see all the stress and the negativity and how tightly my schedule was packed that night, even though I knew I did it on purpose. And getting up early seemed hard, getting up at four. But just one pause helped me reorient. Getting up at four is exactly what I want to do. Getting on a plane and flying to Oakland and having an incredible day doing important work with a person I love for amazing people and then flying back home to my family that I love is exactly what I want. Just because I wanted it so badly two years ago doesn't mean I can't want it so badly right now, even though I have it. I can actively spend time wanting the things that I already have. And when we can pause ourselves and refocus back on that, life is so much sweeter. The reason I'm talking about this on this podcast is because it's my birthday and I get to talk about what I want to today, (laughs) but also because I talk a lot in turning your idea into reality about how often my clients and all of us want to escape whatever part we're in. We want to get out of the part that we're in because we think it's going to be so much better later on. That hedonistic adaptation follows us all the time as we move through our projects, things that we're working on. And so I see this with my clients, a couple of different clients over the last couple of months. One of them was working two jobs and she left her her full-time job that she was working to make room for her entrepreneurial gig as an event planner that she's had for 10 years, but she's never given her full attention. And a year ago we were coaching and she quit her job, her nine to five, and she gave all of her attention to her event planning. And after this past year, she has had her highest earning year ever And a couple of months ago, she had this moment where she was really feeling the burn of all the work she had to do. And she was feeling the burn of sort of the negative aspects of being an entrepreneur. And we reoriented around how this is exactly what she wanted. And just that one switch shook her up. And she was like, wait a minute, this is what I dreamed of. I dreamed of doing this all day long. Oh my gosh. Never mind. I'm stoked. I'm so happy to be doing this right now. Similarly, another client who still works a nine to five and is building an incredible organization that supports female athletes. She was looking at her calendar and she was thinking about how stressed she was because she had three meetings with potential clients booked. And again, we looked at those three meetings and we thought, isn't that exactly what you were dreaming of a month ago? that you would have three meetings in a week with potential clients. And she thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yes, this is exactly what I wanted. (laughs) 
here they are, these incredible meetings. So this, I see this day in and day out everywhere, how we adapt to what five minutes ago, a year ago, five years ago, how whenever it was, we wanted it so much. And now that we have it, we adapt to it and we start really focusing in just on the struggle of it. So I'm here today to invite you to be aware of that hedonistic adaptation, to ask yourself, what am I taking for granted? Is this something that I wanted? How can I want this right now, even though I have it? So a couple of other quick things. I'm going to give you three questions that I use with my clients in the Bloom Room and that I also use with individual clients and with myself every day to help you reorient when you find yourself having a hedonistic brain and adapting to the life that you're in. But I also wanted to say two things. I've read two articles lately that sort of dovetailed with this whole concept. One of them is it's rooted in a Harvard study by the adult development department at Harvard. And this study started in 1938, but since then they have created a longitudinal study where they checked in with people every five years of 1,300 subjects. They're studying happiness, and what they found is that the, the happiest lives all come down to strong relationships. And so in that evening, when I was thinking about the 4 a.m. and how I had to get up, the other thing that I paused and thought was, wait a minute, the reason that my night is hectic is because I spent time with my friend who's here from overseas, because I'm making time for my beautiful children that I adore, and because I'm spending the entire day with another person that is precious to me tomorrow. And those things are worth it. They are worth a little hustle or a tight schedule. And the thing that I wanted to bring up from this study is the person that led this study his name is Dr. Robert Waldinger, and he's the head of the Harvard study of adult development. You can find him on TED Talks. Um, he actually wrote a book recently called The Good Life, and he's been, he's been around that. I've, I've read him in a couple of articles. And he said something that I have been holding in my mind ever since then when I read it in this article. He said that he and his partner that collaborated on this study over many years really love each other but they only spend one day a year together. And he said, doing the math, if they had, let's say, 20 years of life left, they have a very limited amount of days left that they will spend together. Maybe they'll see each other for that full day in every one of those years. Is that 20 days left in life that they'll spend together? And if relationships are the biggest indicator of our happiness, how can we choose to lean in when we hedonistically adapt <laughs> to the relationships that we have and start seeing faults in the people around us or start seeing the stressful aspects of these relationships? How can we reorient to remembering they're the very most important thing and a very limited thing? The amount of time that we truly have with people is not unlimited. So that night I thought, I remembered that article and I thought, I have an entire day with my partner, Maggie, who is precious to me. I am going to want that day, even though I already have it. I am going to actively know what I have here in front of me. 
So the other article that I wanted to talk about that this experience reminded me of, and I'm just going to briefly say it, and then I'm going to give you these questions, was written by Arthur Brooks, and it was all about aging, and it was in the Atlantic. I love the Atlantic's articles. And his findings is that generally, as we age, we can predict that our futures are going to be better than our past. And that is because as we age, we develop cognitive ability. We develop higher self-esteem because we let go of our attachment to how we look and to needing to please people as we age. We tend to be less envious of other people and happier with what we have. We are nicer. We are kinder. We are less depressed. We are less anxious. And he found that we don't have to wait until we're older to have these things. That the happiest people are happy because they don't take things for granted. They're happy because they're not envying other people. And that if we can practice these virtues early, life gets better and better earlier on. We have more of life that feels happy and wonderful as we practice these traits of being sticking in our own lane, practicing gratitude for what we have, not envying other people and comparing and despairing, but just really being in the life that we have. So in the episode called The Daily Resolution, You can go back and listen to that. It's two episodes before this one. I go through a practice for exactly how to do that, for imagine who you want to be tomorrow and reflect on who you were today. And that is one way that you can develop and practice these virtues today to develop a happier, healthier, more present, grateful life, which is exactly one of the practices is exactly what I'm talking about today is being aware of when you're adapting to the life you already have, taking it for granted and finding the fault in it because your brain's designed to do that and it will do it all day long unless you pause and think, oh my gosh, I actually want this. How can I be grateful for what is happening here? And here are three questions that I ask myself all the time and that my clients love to reframe our perspective on things that are happening right now in front of us. First, I like to say, this is the part when. So for instance, when something doesn't go well, I say, oh, this is the part when I learned how to do this more effectively. This is the part when, you know, I didn't, I didn't successfully send the email that I meant to send and I learned how to better manage my content development time. This is the part when, and I tell the story to myself to reframe something that I'm disappointed in myself for or something that didn't go as well as it could have. And I say, oh, this is the part where I'm learning this. So how can you finish this sentence? This is the part when. Next, when something is happening that doesn't go the way we want, how is this happening for me? So that night when I was, <laughs> was trying to put the kids to bed and get all my stuff together and get ready for getting up at 4 a.m. and not sleeping as much as I wanted to, I thought, how is this happening for me? Oh, this is exactly what I needed to not take my life for granted, to reorient to how hard I've worked to create this beautiful experience. This is happening for, for me right now because it's teaching me to want the life that I have and to be grateful for all the work I've done to get here and to be so present for the people in front of me so I don't miss out on the moments that I have with the people that I love. Another question is, how is this perfect for me? Because so often 
we can look back at our lives and see the good in things that felt hard when they were actually happening. When we break up with someone, then we look back and we think, oh, I'm so glad I wasn't with that person actually. That made room for this other relationship that I ended up in. Or when we get fired from a job or we quit a job or we move cities, it things that feel really hard, oftentimes we can look back at some of the hardest things and understand that either they made us who we are, we developed strength because we went through them, or they created space in our lives for something else that was coming in. We can do that when we look backwards so much more easily, but how can we do that right now and think, how could the thing that's happening right now be happening for me? So those three questions are, fill in the blank. This is the part when, how is this happening for me? And how is this perfect for me? And if you're really stuck in a mentality, you can also think how might the opposite be true? The other night I was out with my mom and she said, you know, we were walking on a beach. She said, I've been walking on this beach since 1971 when I was dating my ex-boyfriend back in the time. And we were giggling and laughing because we both love walking on this beach. And she said, you know, the, the biggest thing I've learned in all of my years is that things never go the way I planned. So if I can't anticipate that things won't go how I planned, I'm always happy. So I leave you with those words of wisdom from my mom to help us understand when we're hedonistically adapting because something isn't exactly how we wanted or how we expected, how can we pause and ask ourselves, isn't this something I wanted at one point? Is this something I can spend time actively wanting right now, even though I already have it? How's this happening for me? How is this perfect for me? How can I have nostalgia for right now? All right, my loves, happy my birthday to you. I am so grateful. The best gift of anything is to spend this time with you, thinking about these amazing magical concepts, being in this human life with you. That is what I've got for you this week. And I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.